welcome to another edition of Digging Deeper with Brian Hale. Brought to you by Hale Multimedia, website and mobile app development for over 25 years. That's HaleMultimedia.com. Now listen in and join me online at DiggingDeeper.us. Okay, it's time for segment number three, and it's the ugly truth. Let's listen in to James O'Keefe, who's interviewing a Department of Homeland Security official who is a whistleblower who has come forward to expose a very broken system. Let's listen in to this heavily disguised interview. If you need help understanding what he's saying because of the heavy disguise, please see our video channel. We are live right now on Twitch TV. You can view us on diggingdeeper.us. And after the fact, we'll have it on our Rumble and BitChute channels as well. Let's listen in. He has 37 crimes against them, including at least three against a child, and he's still answered in the United States and working. Correct. What you're saying here is the FBI gets notified that the Department of Health and Human Services received the fingerprints of an 18th Street gang member who was attempting or applying to, to become a sponsor for what's called a UAC. A UAC means unaccompanied alien child. Uh, we know what they're involved in, specifically sex trafficking, who's trying to become the sponsor for one of these children. Every single one of these, of these transnational criminal organizations are involved in sex trafficking. Gang members sponsoring unaccompanied children and no one blinks an eye. Correct. Children are the most vulnerable population of any society. So when you're sending kids to a place with no family, and the only possible family are these guardians that are known gang members, that's even more vulnerable. And if in that time you inform the U.S. government that you have some type of fear of that your life is in jeopardy, and you're put in what's called reasonable fear, and there's also something called credible fear. Once you, once you make that declaration of my life is in danger, I'm, you know, I may be harmed if, I, if I'm returned home, you're taken off the watch list. And so that makes it the giant loophole. These are the people that are causing the danger in those foreign countries. That's why they're on the actual transnational organized crime watch list. So they are allowed to stay in the country while they wait their actual asylum claims. They will be able to file for what is called the employment authorization card. This essentially is a work permit. But the issue you're saying is that the gang members are trying to get unaccompanied kids across the border, sex trafficking, and your, your concern for that exceeds whatever concern you have for your own personal well-being as a result of blowing the whistle. I don't understand the part where you can worry about yourself more than something that is obviously very bad for either individual people, these kids, or for the rest of the country. In one direction, you may lose your, your, your job, or, or the other direction, you... You, you, uh... you can watch kids get raped and sex trafficked all over. That's a pretty easy decision. Right? Pretty easy decision. I think so. Uh, choiceless choice, as we say. So why not go to the, uh, the New York Times and the Washington Post and CNN anonymously? They, they, Lord knows they like to use anonymous sources. We saw the Washington Post. There are mouthpieces for these, this, this overall permanent government type thing, and they won't report information. It sounds like the system is broken. The system is broken, I think. Well, it's a pretty big people.
He has 37 crimes against them, including at least three against a child, and he's still entered in the United States and working. Does DHS work with any other state agencies that track predators? I don't think it's on their priority right now. Tell us what you do. So I'm in federal law enforcement, and I'm reaching out to Project Veritas about a specific mission set called the Tra it's concerning transnational criminal organizations. Why were you inspired to come to Project Veritas? Because I think uh, this is a, a troubling situation, and as far as the ability to, to make any whistleblowing or awareness, I don't think it exists. If I was to go to the Inspector General, nothing would happen over a period of a much longer time frame. If I was to go to the agencies of Homeland Security or Department of Justice, they're already receiving information anyways. And if I was to go to any other media organization like Washington Post or CNN, they're just mouthpieces for the administration. You say you've seen some troubling things. What are you referring to? Earlier this year, my friend and I had been talking about what we think is going to happen once the, the actual inauguration occurs. And we sit on different sides of the information flow. He's more of a day-to-day -day tactical information coming in, whereas my organization is more the end user of actual Finnish intelligence. And we were both able to see, though, the same circumstance regarding there's a change in national political administration, not just like presidents, but national policy beliefs, as well as enforcement. And on top of that, you're getting a lot of COVID restrictions that are going to be easing. So we knew there'd be a lot of travel. So with those two like ingredients combining, we knew there'd be a, a, pretty, a pretty blatant run on the border. We didn't know how big. We didn't know when exactly occurring. But we knew there'd be a run on the border. And from there, uh, my friend works, again, with more of the day-to-day -day things. And he's able to see a lot of the actual, the actual bad guys, if you will, coming in. And there's a loophole that, that is being utilized at DHS, we've learned? Well, it's a pretty big loophole. It doesn't involve just DHS. The, what we're talking about today are, are specific members of what are called transnational criminal organizations, or what's also called a TCO. You're placed on a watch list with certain specific information regarding you as well as your activity. So it's not just, again, not just your name and date of birth. This will be your name, date of birth. There'll be biometric information as well, like fingerprints and facial photographs. You're going to have uh, shared information coming from foreign governments, specifically with transnational organized crime, or the talk mission set, as it's called. And from there, the, the loophole exists as far as like, how it's actually structured. So this is the third person that, that we saw come through. And this was the third person in three months, at which point we, t we, knew, we knew at this point in time this is an actual thing. It's not just an anomaly of, of any type of... It's just like, oh, that, that may have occurred. And what you're seeing here is the FBI gets notified that the Department of Health and Human Services received the fingerprints of an 18th Street gang member who was attempting or applying to, to become a sponsor for what's called a UAC. A UAC means unaccompanied alien child. Uh, we know what they're involved in, specifically sex trafficking, who's trying to become the sponsor for one of these children. So what you're saying is these people are allowed into the country even though they're known to be uh, members of these violent groups? So when you come across illegally, you have no status, and you are what's called entry without inspection. At that point in time, you're more time, you're basically always put into what's called uh, a deportation process. 
it's not just an immediate, you're, you're removed from the country, there's a process to go through. And if in that time you inform the U.S. government that you have some type of fear of that your life is in jeopardy or you'll be persecuted or you may be tortured, you're taken out of that and you're put in what's called reasonable fear and there's also one called credible fear. And in that process, instead of going before an immigration judge for like an asylum case, you are interviewed by an asylum officer. And then they make the determination based on basically what's provided from the, from the alien to the asylum officer. The policy for these encounters with the, the full scope, because this is employed by like the whole of government. So this is not a DHS program or a Justice Department program. This is the whole of government. So DHS, Justice Department, State Department, um, a lot of other entities are involved in this. Once you, once you make that declaration of my life is in danger, I'm, you know, I may be harmed if, I, if I'm returned home, you're taken off the watch list. And so that makes it the giant loophole. To be clear, what you're saying is this man is a member of the 18th Street Gang. What is the 18th Street Gang for those who don't know what that is? The 18th Street Gang is a transnational criminal organization. It's the equivalent of what you would know as MS-13. It's a obviously very violent organization. It's a street gang and it operates throughout not only the Northern Triangle but also the United States. That tattoo. Looks like top of an eight. What you're saying is that they're using a loophole, you said, to keep these people in the United States because they're arguing they're afraid for their safety? It's almost like they're coached. Hey, if you get caught, just go ahead and say this. What are they saying such that DHS allows them to remain in the United States? With reasonable fear, it's, it's treated in the same way asylum may be treated. And with asylum, you have specific grounds in which you're not allowed to be, which you are protected. Because they're afraid if they go back to their native country, their life is going to be in danger. Correct. Is, isn't it true that life is going to be in danger? No. These are the people that are causing the danger in those foreign countries. That's why they're on the actual transnational organized crime watch list. So they are allowed to stay in the country while they wait their actual asylum claims. The problem is that may take, that may take years. Do they even show up to court? Most, well, from what we've seen, with many of these, they don't, nor do they show up for their actual asylum interviews. They will be able to file for what is called the employment authorization card. This essentially is a work permit, and they're allowed to stay legally under under the protections of this reasonable fear. fear. So, what's wrong with this? Why should Americans be outraged by what you're revealing or, or dis discussing or describing? If an illegal alien who we know has committed crimes and we know is bad enough to be placed on a watch list is able to simply tell an asylum officer that my life's in fear with no more information and it's not able to be reviewed by I don't think anybody else really. If that can override an entire whole-of-government approach to identifying these people in the first place, that's the giant loophole. Is this public? Do, 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 has there been reporting on this? It's not secret by any means, okay. but it is a lot of ignorance for a lot of people. So have you gone through the chain of command at DHS to try to, to, to make a stink about this, to raise it up the flagpole, to express your concerns? We, we couldn't even write about this. This is out there effectively in your mind, or, or do, is The information is, is, the activity is, the difference is you can go look for any type of, any type of actual reporting or any type of actual analytical work, and that doesn't exist at all. We've looked on a lot of the DHS sites, we've looked on the DOJ sites, trying to come across some type of reporting that, that indicates this, so that people are more aware of this, and there's none. Again, there are a lot more cases of, of this, the activity going on, 
that, that doesn't rise to the level of believability. When a person is, when some of these people are encountered by Border Patrol, and they're asked right away, are you, do you fear for your life if you, if you are deported? Right. And they'll say no. And then the next day they'll say yes. Because they understand it's, that they, it can be used as a cudgel? Because they know the game. So this is the person that came over, I had it as a lease prior to 2014. He was, again, being in the process of actually being deported. And then the immigration judge, or the IJ as it's looked at, determined that this was a case of DHS decision for reasonable fear. So the MA card completed means the work authorization was granted. Correct. Can you say a few words about that? It's just simply that he was given his, his, his work permit, his, his actual employment authorization. So now he can go to whatever job he can get and legally get it. And again, what's wrong with this, if anything? Because a, a person that is a gang member should not be, again, believed over the entire watch this thing apparatus that the government has. And then on top of that, what is, what is the purpose of having a watch list if you're able to see the person on the watch list and then also just watch them get a work authorization card? What's the purpose of the list to begin with? Exactly. Uh, once you get on this TOC watch list, are you on this list indefinitely? One of the ways to call for watch list is this very simple, I've been caught, now I'm going to basically ask to not get caught. And then you get off. This to me is a bigger problem than terrorism is right now within the actual country. To hear the administration say things like, it's not happening, there's no bad problems, and with an upcoming immigration bill, I don't think people understand just how bad it really actually is. There's no way it was built to be successful. Because this isn't a watch list, this is more of like an actual just a list to watch. It doesn't make actual sense. Every single one of these, of these transnational criminal organizations are involved in sex trafficking. Sponsors of, of kids, uh, gang members sponsoring unaccompanied children and no one blinks an eye. Project Veritas had people like you come to us inside of DHS. Mm -hmm. There's more than you. Um, but they're kind of on the fence right now, and they're, they're, they're scared. I'd say there's no reason to be scared. If you're, if you're scared, then... I mean, that, that's on you, I guess. I mean, everyone can get scared about a lot of things. But I don't understand that part. If something is... Some, something is bad. I, we, we have found eight people trying to get kids. I, I'm not scared enough to not call that out. I'm not scared enough to, to actually let it be known just how bad this thing is. In other words... So these are just people on the watch list. How many people have been removed from the watch list that, could, that are trying to do the same thing? We don't know if they're not on the watch list. But the issue you're saying is that the gang members are trying to get unaccompanied kids across the border, sex trafficking, and your, your concern for that exceeds whatever concern you have for your own personal well-being as a result of blowing the whistle. Correct. Children are the most vulnerable population of any society. So when you're sending kids to a place with no family, and the only possible family are these guardians that are known gang members, that's even more vulnerable. What about your, your leadership? I mean, your managers, your, your, whoever those people are, at the highest and Government. second to highest levels in the tight DHS, what about their concern for the children? Because it was specifically in my organization, sex trafficking is not our function. Things are so so delineated and so so lined off of what you're allowed to do. It sounds like the system is broken. The system is broken, I think. You say to these other DHS insiders that there's there's no reason to be afraid or that they shouldn't they should focus on the children. I don't understand the part where you can worry about yourself more 
than something that is obviously very bad for either individual people, these kids, or for the rest of the country. Well, it's like you, in one direction, you may lose your, your, your job, or in the other direction, you... you, you uh, to watch kids get raped and sex trafficked all over, that, that's a pretty easy decision. Pretty easy decision. I think so. Uh, choiceless choice, as we say. Says in each one, crime against minor, that's a yes or no question. And the ones that are marked yes, those are crimes against a child. He has 37 crimes against them, including at least three against a child, and he's still entered in the United States and working. Correct. Does DHS work with any other state agencies that track predators with this information about crimes against children? I don't think it's on their priority right now. Because I just read through the collection primer on transnational criminal organizations, sex trafficking is not even mentioned. But it's self-evident that if you have a member of a violent foreign gang who's committed sex crimes against underage children working next to a school or church, Arguably, that might be more of a priority than a guy who, who walked into the Capitol building. I would be one to agree with you on that one, yes. I don't know if that's a controversial statement, but it seems self-evident. It does seem self-evident. Basically, senior government officials, their claim now is DVEs, domestic violence extremists, that they're the biggest threat to the country. And the best claim they can have for that is a few hundred people that broke into the Capitol, walked into the Capitol, or were escorted the Capitol. Why the DHS and, and the Department of Justice are so focused on that? January 6th. MS-13, 18th Street Gang, uh, the cartels, Romanian gangs. The amount of people coming out of prison in just, in just one reporting period of like, I think it was a month, that far outnumbers the entire January 6th event. It doesn't make actual sense. Doesn't make sense. And that does it for another edition of Digging Deeper. Visit our website to catch this podcast and many others anytime. You can also watch our live TV network, browse our on-demand content, read our controversial articles, or sign up if you feel led to join the cause for defending our Constitution. It's all on diggingdeeper.us. We appreciate you listening, and remember, visit diggingdeeper.us to learn more about what we're doing to bring truth to light.